when we've been so used to Lennon McCartney compositions and of course you know people have been commenting this week about something and here comes the sun which are your own compositions comes the sun uh, that sounds more obvious one you probably you must have been inspired by the sun but we yeah. were <coughs> the story behind that was like Paul's song you never give me your money I think because whatever you're involved with rubs off and influences you you never give me your money was, I think, during all these business things that we had to go through to sort out the past. So it came out in Paul's song. Was that written as a sort of dig, or was it No, I don't think so. I think it's just written as that's what it is, you yeah. know, that's what we are experiencing, or Paul in particular. But Here Comes the Sun was the same period. We had meetings and meetings and with all this, you know, banks, bankers and you know, lawyers and all sorts of things and contracts and shares and it was really awful because it's not the sort of thing we enjoy. And one day I didn't come into the office, I just sort of, it was like sagging off school. <laughs> and I went to a friend's house in the country and it was just sunny and it was all just the release of the tension that had been building up on me and it was just really nice sunny day and I picked up the guitar which was the first time I'd played the guitar for a couple of weeks because I'd been so busy and the first thing that came out was that song it just came
just about four o'clock yeah and so i need an official station break okay this is john lennon with dennis on uh, wnew fm and we're mucking about on a saturday rainy afternoon because we've got you all trapped in your rooms you see because it's too wet to go anywhere we even have the four o'clock temperature readings. we do oh let's see how hot it is temperature is 68 no wonder i'm sweating humidity 93 pct whatever that is percent oh <laughs> why don't they do those little round things Barometer, 30.03 and falling. Oh, disgusting. Wind southeast, 8 miles an hour. Cloudy. And somebody said it was the, wet, the air was unacceptable today, but I accept it. Sounded all That's right the, to me. That's uh, the official forecast. Uh, here's the official WNEW weather forecast. Mostly cloudy with periods of rain this afternoon, tonight, and tomorrow. High times. Oh, no. <laughs> Wish it was. High this afternoon and tomorrow in the 70s. Low tonight in the mid-60s. Watch out for it. That's about my period. Monday's outlook, fair and cool, man. Okay, Metro Media Stereo at WNEW-FM in New York, John Lennon.
Elvis Presley, there been any British artists that have influenced you? Well, uh, the, the Beatles were a big influence, uh, especially I think Paul McCartney uh, uh, lyrically and musically and John Lennon in a sense politically, uh, George Harrison's guitar playing, uh, and I'm a big, uh, great admirer of his, I think it's great, great music, great lyrics.
I like Ringo's song yeah, because, I mean, most people say, oh, well, it's Ringo or, you know, haha or something, but it's great that Ringo should do it. You know, why shouldn't he do it? And it's just like a country and western tune anyway, and it's happy tune and it's all that. And I like what he's saying about rest our head on the seabed and all that. We could be warm beneath the storm. I think so, the little kids are going to love that. Well, yeah, maybe some big kids like it. I've heard a few people already who are big kids saying that it's their favourite track on the album. So, you know, you can't... What one person may dislike certain things, somebody else likes it, which is makes it difficult doing albums because we're all influenced by sort of different things and the Beatles has always been sort of a lot of different music. It's never been one sort of bag. <laughs> Playing piano for 
from uh, top to bottom. It's Paul's first contribution, Maxwell's Silver Hammer, which is, uh, uh, I don't know, it's fairly typical of a lot of songs Paul's written, John, do you think? Yeah, it's a typical McCartney sing-along, or whatever you call them. Oh. He, he did quite a lot of work on it. I was uh, in... I was ill after the accident when they did most of that track. And I believe he really ground George and Ringo into the ground recording it, you know. Studied metaphysical science in the home. That's me! Late night, all alone with a test tube. Oh, oh, oh. Maxwell Edison, major in medicine, calls her on the phone. Can I take you out to the pictures, Joe? To go, and up comes on the door. Bang, 
silver hammer came down on her head. Bang, bang, Maxwell's silver hammer made sure that she was dead. Times I must not be so. Oh, oh, oh. But as she turns her back on the boy, a noise comes from behind. <laughs> A dirty one, and Maxwell stands alone, painting a testimonial of pictures. Oh, 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 oh. Rose and Valerie screaming from the gallery, say he must go free. Judge does not agree, and he tells them so. Oh, oh, oh. But as the words are leaving his lips. A voice comes from behind. Bang bang, Maxwell's silver hammer came down on his head. Bang bang, Maxwell's silver hammer made sure that he was dead. Whoa whoa whoa! Bang bang, Maxwell's silver hammer came down on his head. Bang bang, Maxwell's silver. So get up and dance to a song that was a hit before your mother was born. Though she was born a long, long time ago, your mother should know. Your mother should know. Sing it again. Let's all get up and dance to a song that was a hit before your mother was born. Though she was born a long, long time ago. Your mother should know. Your mother should know. Da da da. Lift 
Lift up your hearts and sing me a song There was a hit before your mother was born Though she was born a long, long time ago Your mother should know Your mother should know Da-da-da-da
When I call you up, your lines engage. I have had enough. So act your age. We have lost the time. And what's so hard to find? And I would lose my mind if you won't see me. I don't know why you should want to hide, but I can't get through. My hands are tied, I don't want to stay. I don't have much to say, but I can turn
Beatles when I did the tour with Little Richard and they were opening act on the show and uh, we became friends then because they would always come and ask me about Richard about America so we became really close um, and then uh, after they had made it big I went to see them in San Francisco and and we went out and partied you know and uh, it was great um, but then it wasn't until I was with Ray Charles in Europe and George Harrison came to the concert and he recognized me and he sent a note back for me to give him a call so I called him, and they were at the studio. He said, come on down and see the guys. And they were there recording, working on Let It Be. So I came in, and they said, hey, what's happening? And so we started jamming and reminiscing old songs. And then John asked me, would I like to stay over and help them finish the album? I said, sure I would, you know. So uh, I stayed over, and um, during the time we were working on Let It Be, we also did the Abbey Road and, and um, the White Album. So I was over in, in England about six months out of the year. I'd stay at George's house, and oh, it was fabulous. The guys were just, I mean, it's such a glow when all four of those guys are together. It's just like the room glows, you know. Very exciting. And he came over, and he's, he signed up for Apple, and George is producing an LP with him. And he's a groovy cat, and he just comes in and sits on the session and, and lays it on you, you know. And so we thought we'd give him a credit. <laughs> Didn't expect that, did you? The song I had the pleasure of doing with the Beatles. When I find myself in time of trouble, Mother Mary comes to me, speaking words of wisdom. Let it be. When in my hour of darkness, there's a light that shines upon me. Shine until tomorrow. 
I used to go on stage thinking, I'm Paul McCartney, I'm going to sing, I'm down. And I used to scream it out. And then I used to enjoy just the idea of uh, the girls and the, and the, the travelling and everything like that. It was a bit of an escapism thing, I think. You can't cry cause you're nothing to me I'm down I'm 
day in the park And later Time I don't know oh, No, what is it? No, no Okay, one, two, three Oh, wait a second, I've got this in the wrong position Okay, one, two, three. I'm so tired. I haven't slept a wink. I'm so tired. My mind is on the blink. I wonder, should I get up and fix myself a dream? To do oh, so time. My mind is set on you. I wonder, should I call you? But I know what you would do. You say I'm putting you on, but it's no joke. It's doing me harm, you know I can't sleep I can't stop my brain, you know it's three weeks I'm going insane, you know I'll give you everything I've got For a little peace of mind I'm so tired I'm feeling so upset October 1974, we've got to play Whatever Gets You Through the Night. And oh, Elton, yeah. Yeah, Elton, who I did a program similar to this with not so very long ago, and, and we see quite a lot of in London when he's not uh, worrying about the finances of his football club, <laughs> which he does these days. He's Watford, right? Yes, he, and uh, yeah, yeah. he's been doing a good job there. Vocals, piano and organ. Had you known each other a long time? Because Elton would appear to have been around the business 
quite a while. I mean, when did you first meet the man? I didn't meet him till he was big and famous. Let me think. Yeah, you've you've got me here. I can't. Even. I met him through Tony King, I think, who was is a mutual friend. Tony had worked at Apple, but he also worked at Decca and all various places in London. Yeah. And he was a friend of that great DJ who was a friend of George and his, his God, it's gone out of my head now. He was always into R&B. Yeah. And uh, the, how that record came about was that Elton was in town and I was doing it and needed the harmony. He did the harmony on that and a couple more and played beautiful piano on it. And jokingly, he was telling me he was going to do this Madison Square Garden concert. He said, will you do it with me if the record's number one? And I did not expect it to get to number one at all. I didn't think it had a chance in hell. I wasn't being very well received on any level then, you know, with the Coltexes and the hamburgers or whatever. <laughs> and so I said, sure, sure I will, sure I will. Well, I lived to get nervous about that because a year later, when, or whatever it was, he came back and says, okay, it's time to pay your dues. And the record said, went to Jesus. number one. Yeah, that was great. It was the first number one I had, actually. We're going to do a number now which uh, is written by... Uh certain gentleman on the stage and Mr. Paul McCartney and it happens to be our new single and if you don't sing on this one I want to hear you raise that roof up to the ceiling come on this one's one of the best songs ever written here we go In a boat on a river With tangerine trees And marmalade skies Somebody calls you You answer quite slowly A girl with colliders go bys Cellophane flowers of yellow the sun in her eyes and she's gone Lucy in the sky with doubt Lucy in the sky with doubt Lucy in the sky with doubt Oh Follow her down to the bridge by a fountain The rocking horse people Eating marshmallow pie Everyone smiles As you drift past the flowers The grouse are incredibly high You spit the taxi Appear on the shore Waiting to take you away I'm in the back With your head in the clouds And you're gone
a train in a station with plasticine porters with looking glass ties. Suddenly, someone is there at the turnstiles, the girl with kaleidoscope eyes. Don't you know that it's the same last If you were with us a few days ago, we had um, a visit from a, a special guest who's in uh, the city this week, and he uh, he mentioned on that show uh, that he might be back today during the English hour, and he is in fact back to uh, help me with a lot of uh, music here, because he knows a lot more about it probably than I do and most of you do, and uh, I think our mic is on, if you want. Oh, good afternoon. Yeah. It's the uh, four-eyed bitches back, as Rolling Stone would say. Uh <laughs> This is Elton John, uh, very hungover, <laughs> I might add. Been up two hours, but... Uh, you you worked last night. Right. It was a magic, magic evening, All right. well, for me anyway. John Lennon was a surprise guest last night. Yeah. And performed right. several numbers with you. Yeah. And um, his appearance last night, how long had you been planning that, that he would come and, and work with you on the stage for a few songs? Well, um I mean, I, I've always thought, I mean, when we did the track and, and when the album you know, did really well and the single got to number one, I thought it would be nice for him to do um, Lucy with us on stage because um, he was all knocked out that we did that. And I thought it would be good if he did whatever gets you through the night. And I didn't pressure, I didn't say, you know, I didn't actually phone him up and say, will you do it? Uh, I got Tony to sort of, sort, of, sort of breach the ice and he said he was interested but petrified. Uh, interested but petrified of New York. <laughs> and... Uh, <laughs> so I phoned him up and said, "Listen, if you're right, I, you know, just come on and do Lucy if you're going to be, you know." But uh, we got together in New York. It wasn't, you know, and we we talked about what we should do, and we had a rehearsal on Tuesday night at the record plant, and uh, we we did whatever gets you through the night and Lucy. And then I said, "Listen, you're gonna, they're gonna want more than two. You're gonna have to do another one." So I suggested, "Imagine first of all," and he said, uh, "Well, yeah, you know, but it's a bit boring. I'd rather do something, something up tempo." So I came up with I Saw Her Standing There, which is the first track on the first Beatles album. Um, and it was great because he, he said he never sung it. Paul sang it. So all the three songs that we did on stage last night, he'd never performed on stage at all because he, ne he never did Lucy in the Sky on stage because at that point the Beatles had sort of given up touring. Uh, 
So, I mean, he was, he came to us last week with, he came to Boston with us and got petrified and sort of was more nervous than I was going on stage. Last night it was reverse. I was absolute jittering. I was just, I was terrible. And he was okay. Uh, and it, it was just one of those magical things. I mean, for me anyway, just to actually be playing on stage and then on walks John Lennon, you know, just uh, completely blew my head off. Uh, I'd like to thank Elton and the boys for having me on tonight. We tried to think of a number to finish off with so that I could get out of here and be sick. And we thought we'd do a number of an older, strange fiancé of mine called Paul. This is one I never sang, it's an old Beatle number, and we just about know it. Was that an exciting thing for you? 
to work with John Lennon? 75, rather. Um, oh, hell, I mean, he was one of the major influences on my musical life. I mean, I, I just thought he was the very best of, of what could be done with rock and roll. And also ideas, how he was so... I mean, I felt such kin to him in, in, uh, in as much as that he would... He would rifle the avant-garde and, and look for ideas that were so on the outside, on the periphery of what was the mainstream, and then make them, apply them in a functional manner to something that was considered populist and, and make it work. He would take the most odd idea and make it work for uh, uh, the masses. And I thought that was just so admirable. I mean, that was like making art work for the people and not sort of having it as an elitist, you know, thing. I, there was just so much about him that I admired. He was tremendous, you know. In March 1975, you teamed up with David Bowie on Fame. Yeah, I was never in the London scene in the 60s, whereas George and Paul would be going around everybody's sessions all the time, playing with everybody. I never played anywhere without the Beatles. I never jammed around with people at all. Loyalty or it just didn't interest no, you? No, just shyness, insecurity, and uh, I couldn't go in a session and play like George plays. You know, I, I'm limited vocabulary on the guitar, on the piano. So what could I do going in with Cream or, or whatever they were doing those days? So I never hung out in the clubs playing. I hung out in the discos boogieing and drinking and that, but I never did that bit. And then suddenly I was working with Elton and then Bowie was around and we were talking and that and he'd say come down and I found myself doing that. So he's fiddling around, he writes them in the studio, you know, he goes in about four words and a few guys and starts laying down this stuff and he has virtually nothing, he's making it up in the studio. So I, I just contributed whatever I contributed, you know, like backwards piano and, and a couple of things like repeat of fame and then we needed a middle eight so we took some Stevie Wonder middle eight and did it backwards, you know, and we, we made a record out of it, right? So he got his first number one, so I felt that was like a karmic thing, you know. With me and Elton, I got my first number one, so I passed it on to Bowie and he got his, and I like that track, you know. I must say I admire him, vast repertoire of talent the guy has. I was never around when the Ziggy Stardust thing came, because I'd already left England when all that was going on, so I didn't really know what he was. And meeting him doesn't give you much more of a clue, you know. That's very true. That's <laughs> very true. Because you don't know which one you're talking to, you know. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, but, uh, and, you know, we all have our little personality traits, so between him and me, I don't know what was going down, but we seem to have some kind of communication together, and uh, I think he's great, the fact that he could just walk into that and do that. I could never do that. You did a the universe on you that album, didn't you? Well, I could never go yes, and do that in Elephant do. Man. Well, you, but she's great. She tells me I can do everything. Mm -hmm. I can make a movie, you know, because you only have to learn two lines at once. I'm not talking about specifically <laughs> Elephant Man. I can't I even mean... remember my own lyrics, so I couldn't go on stage and remember all that. Do you remember doing Across the Universe with Bowie? You played guitar on that? Did I on play on that too? I think you did. Oh, yeah, my God, jeez, I did, yeah. Words are flowing out like endless rain into a paper cup. They slither wildly as they slip away Across the universe Pools of sorrow, waves of joy Are drifting through my open mind Possessing and caressing me
which stands before me like a million eyes they call me on and on across the
Watching his eyes. 